Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining my eighth episode. Eight. Yeah, eight. Uh, Carrie Aller and Friends Coffee Chat. Today I have with me my sweet friend, Stephanie Miller. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. Stephanie and I are at a coffee shop right now. So if you hear a little background music. A little funky music. Yeah, you can dance along or whatever. (laughs) But we're just going to make this go. So here we go. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie, um, you are amazing in so many ways. You're very talented and gifted. Um, You've written books. You've written screenplays. And I just admire you so much. So my question to you would be, what if someone's listening right now and they've been feeling like they are supposed to do something mm-hmm. maybe in that department? Right. Um, what would you say as a word of encouragement to them? I think that, you know, anytime the Lord calls you to do something, your answer should always be yes. Right. Even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, which right. is kind of my theme in life. I never know. You never, you know, we never know what it's going to bring. Right. Um, luckily, he usually only kind of gives you a step at a time so you don't get the full Um, brunt of everything. But I would just say, if you feel called to do something, just start somehow, some way. I mean, when I felt like I had been called to write, and it really wasn't even necessarily that I realized I was called, it was, I started having dreams and uh, very vivid dreams. And so I would wake up in the middle of the night and write them down. And it sort of that kind of got me interested in writing. Yeah. Um, And then I was curious in the story. So I just kept writing and it really wasn't until other people started sort of reading it that they were saying, or, you know, as I was writing it, I would send it to certain friends that they are the ones that was like, oh my gosh, this needs to get out. Right. And so then I think the nice thing about the Lord is that he kind of gives us the energy and kind of that passion that we need to kind of turn over every stone. Yeah. You know, to make it happen because I think as creatives, we have to make our own way, yeah. at least in the very beginning, yeah. like, because no one's going to give you a contract. Nobody's no. going to be like, hey, come write a movie for us. And right. you have to find those people. And in order to do that, you have to get your stuff out there, yeah. which means you have to find a way. Right. You know, you just, you do the material, whether it's writing or, you know, singing or whatever it is you do, you have to create the material and then hope that after you do that, after in obedience, that the right people will come your way to get it out. I agree with that totally. Um, You know, someone told me one time that you have to start with what you have, where you are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people make up excuses Mm -hmm. that they don't have the funding or they don't have this or that to be able to do what they're supposed to do. Right. I think you have to. It's like, you know, people say that about children. They're like, I don't want to have children until we can afford them. Well, then you'll never have children. Yeah. Because you'll never think you can afford them. Yeah. Um, So it's just sort of like that. It's like, well, I'll start when this. Well, that might not happen for a very long time. And I think we have to show our faithfulness and being willing to walk it out before God's necessarily going to unravel the other parts that we need. We have to show our obedience. So the first thing we can do is walk out you know, in faith and step out and be like, okay, I mean, I know I can do this much of it. Right. Like you may not be able to do anything else, but you can sit down and write something. Yeah, exactly. And then hope that through your obedience, God's going to turn around and say, okay, now I'm going to open this door for you. Exactly. Um, But it's almost like, you know, when, you know, back in the Bible and stuff, when they talked about, you know, sowing the seeds, you have to sow that you have to do your part. You, you have to plant the seeds and right. then the harvest hopefully comes later. But the other thing is, even if the harvest doesn't come. That's right. Immediately or even within years sometimes. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not called to it. Right. Exactly. You know, I used to have people say to me, um, if only one person 
reads this book and it changes their life, then isn't that worth it? And I really always used to struggle with that because I was like, well, no, obviously I want a lot of people to right. read it. But really, when it comes down to it, if, if you can change one life, then of course it's worth it. Yes, exactly. And I was changed in doing it. Yeah. So I think anytime we step out in faith and, and obey the Lord, we will be changed yeah. whether people get to ever experience what we've created or not. Exactly. I feel that same way. And I've had conversations with friends too. And I'm like, you know what? Even though I'm doing all this, and if only one person listens, mm-hmm. for me, like in my heart of hearts, that is so worth it. Right. And I've had friends say, well, that's not worth it. And it's like, like you said, mm-hmm. like you, your initial reaction is to feel that way. Right. But then when you really get down to it, it's like, yeah, it really is mm-hmm. worth it. Well, I think you have to, you have to step out, but you also have to have fair expectations of right. yourself. Because I think I thought, I'm going to be really honest and yeah. probably embarrass myself, but I think I thought, well, this is a God thing. So if it's a God thing, then it's obviously going to happen and this is the way it's going to unfold and people are going right. to, you know, it's going to be a bestseller or, you know, people are going to want to make my, you know, screenplays into film. That's not true. Right. What God may have in store for that project may not have anything to do with what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're just doing what you're told, I think that has, you just have to believe that in some way it's going to bear fruit. Yeah. And that fruit may not look like, you may be expecting an orange and you get it apples. You right. Know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of times we like think that it's going to look one way, but yes. it actually doesn't look yes. that way at all. And God always unfolds it in a beautiful way. It's just not the way we planned. No. Yeah, I mean, really, when in the Bible did anything go as planned? Exactly. Or as the person thought it was going to go? Exactly. <laughs> Never. And so, but we think we're so different. Right. You know, and I think that's, and that's a real struggle because I know for me, some of my weakest moments of losing kind of faith was when something didn't meet expectations that I'm the one that put the expectation on it. Right. God didn't say, Hey, I'm going to do this with this. I'm the one that said that. And then when it doesn't come to fruition, it messes with my mind and my faith. And I'm like, well, why am I even trying and whatever? But he never promised me any of that. No. My mom asked me one day, she said, Carrie, if none of it happens Mm -hmm. at all, Mm -hmm. like if if nothing happens, mm-hmm. you've been pushing to do speaking and acting and writing and all this, but if nothing really happens, are you still going to walk in that obedience? Right. And I had to look at myself and examine my heart and my motives like, wow, like that would suck. I totally mean, sucks. It would suck. Yes. But if it makes me who God wants me to be, if it chisels out any negative mm-hmm. or any frailties that I have, which I have a kajillion, right. then it's worth it because then I'm who he designed me to be. Right. Well, and I think for me, I mean, this is just my opinion, but yeah. I think creatives, um, creativity, whether it be singing or dancing or writing or film or whatever. Right. I think God uses those as ministry, not just for the audience, but for the person that's doing, doing the work. Right. I can't even, I can't even describe probably the ways that I've learned and changed and grown through writing characters because you put them in scenarios yeah, and you help them figure their way out. Yeah. Which you, when you're in the midst of something personally, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. So you put people in similar situations and then it's like, oh, this is how, or this is how that you transform this person's life. And then you learn a lot from that. And so I think there's never, you're never not going to reap a harvest. Right. If you're being obedient. That's right. I don't know what the harvest will be. Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't know. It might be 100 books sitting on a shelf forever that nobody else reads. Exactly. But God had a plan for each one of those. Yep. Right? So you don't know what that's going to be, but just being creative is ministry. Yeah. To yourself. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. if nothing else. And and so, you know, God, the road has sucked for me in a lot of ways. And, right. and I ha- I can't even tell you how many times I've been like, screw it. I'm done. Yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. Blah, 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 blah. Excuse after excuse. Yeah. Um, you're going to find what you're looking for. So I could find reasons why I wasn't supposed to be writing anymore yeah. or what have you. Or every defeat or every non-open door or whatever was like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Right. But then I'd sit down at night and the urge to write or that need yes. to write yes. would not go away. Right. Right. Yeah. And I would try to pray it away and be like, Lord, I, I mean, obviously this isn't working, so I don't even want to do it anymore. Right. And then I'd sit there and a new story idea would come or yeah. or something that I felt like I needed to, to say. And I'd be like, well, dang it. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, I want to be done with this because it's not working. But right. I'd sit right back down and do it. So that to me says he's not done with me yet. That's right. So I don't know what, what that will be. But, you know. He hasn't given up yet, so I don't no. think I'm supposed to. And I, I think that's for anybody. If God puts something in your heart, mm-hmm. I don't believe he puts something. I mean, people are saying, well, maybe there's a season. I don't think the purpose of your life necessarily is a season. I think it might change a little bit right. and alter as you go through it. But I think there's a common theme throughout. Yeah. So while I may not be doing nonfiction books or, I mean, fiction novels, I might use that gift of writing in some other way. That's it doesn't right. just completely I don't think ever just come to a complete stop. No, it just ebbs and flows and yeah. transforms. I love that. I love that. And what you know, the Bible says, "Faith without works is dead." So mm-hmm. if we're like having those things, like you said, where you have this urge to write mm-hmm. and you totally suppress it and ignore it mm-hmm. and everything, what I've learned is I've ch- tried to do the same thing. I'm like, God, I'm I'm just gonna leave this over here and yeah. I'm gonna walk this way. But it chases you. It chases he well he's a he chases you. Oh, he I does. mean, you know, he chased you down. Yes, I mean, he does. you know, it's like that one sheep. You know, he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, you get yep. to come back over here to the fold. <laughs> um yeah, he he's consistent. We're the ones that are kind of flaky. Yeah. Because we give up too soon. And, it's so or true. It's like, what's my sign, you know, that this is supposed to happen? And it's like, well, the fact that I haven't removed that desire from you would be a big sign. Yeah. You know, you know, and I think the other thing that's interesting for creatives too is, especially when you're Christian and you're, you're you know, a person of faith. Yeah. You get, sometimes it seems like you get more opportunities outside of the Christian realm and the faith realm. And, and so then it's like, well... You know, yeah. that's another big one. It's like, do I enter, we're in the world, but not of it. And it, you get so pulled to be of it sometimes. Yeah. And to kind of, well, just, if I'm going to make a name for myself, then I'm going to come over here and do this. And then I can always go back and do. Right. And uh, that doesn't necessarily work either sometimes. Yeah. You know, so I think for me, what I've learned is through this whole process of creativity and forcing yourself to be out there is if God gives you a purpose or a you know, hey, this is what I want you to do, a plan, then I think you've got to stay in constant prayer over it. Yeah. Which I think we get in the middle of doing the project and we lose that part of it. We do. We totally do. And then we lose our way. Yeah, we do. And then he has to chase us down again. And yeah. <laughs> it just repeats itself. It totally. Re- <laughs> we're, like the pe- we're like wandering in the desert. Exactly. And it's just like, how many times do I have to walk you through this? Are yeah. you going to f- ever trust me on this? Right. Right, and you think of the Israelites, you yes. know, and it took, I mean, it should have just taken a couple weeks to get to the destination. Yeah, and you read that in the Bible, you're like, you idiots. Yeah. Like, really? And then you realize, holy moly, that's I'm just me. Like that, yeah. <laughs> in every area yeah, of my yeah. life, especially this one. I think the moments that, the things that mean the most to us, it's, at least, okay, I shouldn't say us, me speaking from experience. Yeah. 
writing really means more to me than a lot of things. Obviously not my family or, you know, whatever, but it's a huge part of my life. It's just never going to leave me. Yeah. Because it means so much to me and because it's so personal. Right. It's almost like the first thing I'm willing to throw down when my faith starts to tumble because it's the thing I need the most faith for. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're a creative, putting yourself out there for the world to judge. Right. Somebody says something or it's like, it's basically like somebody telling you your child is ugly yeah, because it's so personal right. to you. So it takes a lot of faith and a lot of courage to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So when your faith falters, which usually happens because you've stepped away or you've stopped praying or whatever, I think your gift sort of is the first thing to, to suffer. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't have the armor that you need to kind of dig in. Exactly. And, you know, I bet all of us could look back on our lives and even at a young age— that gifting that God has put in you, that anointing that he's put in your your mm-hmm. life, gets attacked at a young age. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know for me, like in drama class, like I got a D in drama because mm-hmm. I was so scared to be in front of people and I didn't feel like my voice mattered. Right. And I was, you know, bullied as a teen and all that stuff and almost mm-hmm. took my life. So I, yeah, it's just amazing to look back and you think, man, God put this in me and right. Satan attack that at early on. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Moses, you know, it's in, the irony that there, well, I guess it shouldn't be irony, but here he was a stutterer and, but God was going to use him in such a mighty way, use his voice. Oh yeah. Um, so I think it is, it's that thing that is, is your thorn or is your weakness to some extent, but it's also the thing that's going to bring you the most transformation and the most, you know, bring God the most glory. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, Satan's going to be all over that. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if this is, an attack of Satan, but I was never a good student. I certainly wasn't good at English. Um, I mean, I wrote a paper, I think in like my freshman year of high school and it was on the civil war and the title page said silver war. I mean, that's what I was (laughs) such a poor student. I was just not good. Me too. Um, and all my relatives and stuff used to say, you need to be a flight attendant. In other words, you really don't have the brains to do much. So just go, you know, do that. And, um, and so there was just no expectation whatsoever that I would do anything that we, you know, required any type of yeah. <laughs> brain work. Yeah. Um, and it was attacked and attacked and attacked. I never wrote anything. I probably never believed I could, but wow. I had a very active imagination. Yeah. And I would role play in my mind constantly. Yeah. And there are stories that I, scenes in, that I've written in books today, now, that I dreamt up, created years and years and years really? and years. Oh, in high school. Wow. And those scenes never left my mind. And then wow. now they're being used. That's I don't know what awesome. would have happened if I would have sat down younger and started. Yeah. But I didn't start till I was 40. Yeah. And I think that's awesome, too, because I think a lot of people think that just because they're a certain age or whatever that they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you're t- too late. Yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. At least I tell myself that. I mean, I don't think that it is. I mean, I think there's a certain amount of cultivation that has to happen before yeah. you're going to do what God's called you to do or be able to do what God's called right. you to do. Right. right. I mean, he has to prepare you. Yes. I mean, so maybe I wasn't ready at 25 for what was going to happen to me at 40. Yeah. You know, um, and also, you know, if you have family and you have children or whatever, you just, your life is going to have different phases. And I think that he just knows the perfect time. Absolutely. And so that to me is another reason why if you're a creative or an entrepreneur or whatever, and you kind of feel something brewing in you, I mean, cultivate it, cultivate it. And then when he finally says go, yeah, then get off your butt and go. Exactly. 
Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to miss your shot. Exactly. You know, the thing that really got me writing was the, the original dream that I had was the Lord and I, we were taking a walk together and we were just chatting and he stopped and, and said, I have something I want you to do. Will you do this with me? And wow. He didn't tell me what it was. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I was like kind of him hawing around. Yeah. And he was like, are you going to do it or not? Because if you don't, somebody else will. Yeah. That's very true. And I was just like, well, and this was in the dream, you know? Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I don't want my, I don't want God's will for my life. The gift that he's given me. Yeah. To be removed and given to somebody else because I refused. Wow. So the lesson that I learned in that, and we were having this conversation, we were standing on stepping stones. And then yeah. at the end of it, he was like, okay, if you're going to follow me, just take one step. Wow. And so I took one step. And so every time somebody says, well, what do I do? What do I do? I've always just said, just take one step. Yeah. So true. Just do one. Yeah. He's not asking you to move mountains. He's take, asking you to take one step, and then he'll reveal the next step as you go. That's right. As as you're ready and as he's ready. Yeah. And I think that's been kind of my, through this whole thing, I'm just asking you to take a step. Yeah. So true. You know? I was watching a video the other day. It was a short little clip, I think on Facebook even. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Christine Kane, and she held out two jars one was olives and one was olive oil mm-hmm. and she said there's too many olives um i'm not saying word for word but the gist of it was there's too many olives walking around and everyone wants to just be an olive because mm-hmm. they don't want to be crushed yes. into made into this but this is so much more valuable the mm-hmm. olive oil is so much more valuable That's and i great. think yeah i think that there's too many of us being olives because we're afraid so we make afraid. Up, you know make excuses we Man, we we deny the gifting that God put in us. Yes. I mean, I think there's that old saying, and again, I'm not going to get it right, but yeah. it's that gist of, you know, when you find people that are really successful and they're willing to share all their knowledge, yeah. let's just say, for free. Right. And you're like, why are you willing to share all, everything? I mean, these are your secrets. And they always respond because most people aren't going to do it anyway. Wow. Most people, you can give them step-by-step so instructions true. on exactly what to do, and they still will not do it, whether it's fear or, oh, it's not my time yet or whatever. So, sure, give away your ideas because most people aren't going to follow through. Yeah. And so it is the few that are actually finally going to rise up and do it. Right. And that's so sad because God needs his army yeah. out there, and we're the ones, his followers are the ones so fearful so that true. we're literally just frozen. Yeah. He's got this wealth of you know, opportunity and purpose and giftings and all that. And we are just stuck in our place of, I don't want to be judged or I don't want to, you know, I don't know, put myself out there, but that's exactly what we're called to do. Yeah. It's so true. And I've talked about before, like too many Christians want this instant gratification faith. They want to drive through faith Mm -hmm. where they pull in the McDonald's line and say, okay, God, I want this, this, and this. And then have them hand out the window your order, and mm-hmm. that's not how it works. No, don't we wish? Yeah, we wish that. But, totally wish that. But then I think about Bruce Almighty in that scene where he just says yes to everybody, and then there's pure chaos yes. because I think a lot of times we want something, mm-hmm. but God's like, okay, do you have what it takes to get to what you want to be? Because if you, I just hand it to you, you're not going right. to be ready for it. Well, yeah, I think we want the handouts. Exactly. And I think in reality... What God, and this is going to be weird, but I think in reality, when God's using us, He actually takes more away than He gives. Yeah. He's like, first you got to get rid of this. Yep. And then you got to get rid of this. And then this thing's hindering you. And then that's hindering you. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's like, yeah, I gave you a gift, but there's a price for that. Yeah. And it's usually giving up very fleshly things. And um, we, we want security. Yeah. 
we want firm, I don't know, facts or whatever. Right. A plan that we can be like, okay, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and then this is going to happen. And he just is, I think he just laughs at us. Yeah. I think he's just like, oh my word, you people are stupid. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because we just, we just want him to hand it out. Like we want to treat him like a, you know, a a, a casino, like a machine and go pull the lever and he's going to give us everything we need. and, And he just doesn't work that way. Oh yeah. Thankfully. Oh yeah. It's so true though. Otherwise, he'd have a bunch of very immature, yep. very very spiritually immature, selfish Christians running around with a bunch of gifts that we were not using properly. Amen. It's so true. It's so true. It's heartbreaking to think of, like, how many people, either they don't want to walk in that obedience, you know, because they make up all these excuses or they don't want to pay the price. Like, they see other people that are doing it mm-hmm. and walking in their anointing mm-hmm. and gifting. Mm-hmm. But those, and they want what they have, but they're not willing to pay the price no. to get to there. Well, it's, you know, it's really interesting, uh, you know, with writing. Yeah. Once you kind of put something out there, I get so many emails almost, you know, all, I mean, all the time. Not as much now as I did early on when I was really out there. But I want to be a writer. Can you help me? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And they really want you to give them yeah. step by step. This is what you need to do. And I always think to myself, if they're not even willing to sit down and Google <laughs> yeah, and do the steps themselves and figure it out for themselves, I can guarantee you they will not be successful right. because they're not willing to do the work. They want somebody else to do the work for them. Right. And then they just want to reap the benefits. Right. Same thing with our faith walk. We just want, just give me what I need. Yeah. I don't want to have to suffer. Yeah. I don't want to have to give anything up. I don't want to make sacrifices. Mm. I just want the glory. Yeah. Well, that's not how it works. No. If you're not willing to put the work in and the sacrifice and the pain that goes with it. Exactly. Then... You aren't going to get a harvest. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's a big, that's a big warning. I think for anyone who kind of has a vision and a goal and, you know, a big, if you're not willing, sorry, somebody's getting ice (laughs) behind us. Um, If you're not willing to put the work in. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you the harvest won't come. Exactly. Unless you're some freak that just gets some lucky. Yeah. You know, weird thing. Right. (laughs) Which, trust me, I've always wished that was me. I know, right? (laughs) I know. And what would you say to the people, too? I think that there's always, when you're trying to walk in your anointing and the gifting that God has put in you, there's always that pushback. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it comes from the people that you love most. It comes from, you know, people that you admire that Mm -hmm. try to suppress or down talk. Like, what would you say to them? Well, I think that is one of the very first lessons. I think that's when Satan kind of really shows his hand. I mean, I think early on when I first wrote Salvaged and got it out there, the people that I was most hurt by were my own relatives that didn't even buy it. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. And it is. It's the people closest to you that don't necessarily support you. Yeah. They can be threatened by you. They don't. Maybe they don't want, you know, you to be successful. I mean, it's their own stuff. And I think that's how Satan kind of gets into your head. Oh, yeah. It's, It's a weapon that he uses. And I think you have to stay close to the Lord and just... Learn that his will is more important than other people's opinions. Yeah, that because is they're so going to come from everywhere, and they're yeah. going to come from the most hurtful places. Mm-hmm. And so you, and, and you know, I always would read, "Well, you better get a thick skin." I'm like, "Well, how do you do that? Would somebody please write me a manual yeah. on how do you get thick skin?" Yeah, because in reality, I don't have thick skin. Reviews hurt, right? Yeah. People ignoring you hurts, right? People letting you down hurts, yep. or making big promises and not following through, and then you're left holding the bag. All of that hurts. Yeah, it does. But I think it's meant to. Yeah. Right? Because that's what softens us, right, on this journey. 
So I think if you have people coming against you, I think number one, take it as a good sign because that means you're on the right path. That's right. Right? If you're under attack, that means you must be on to something. Yep. And somehow learn to lean into God and and drown out that hurt. Yeah. I mean, my own children and my own husband haven't read most of my books. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, but they're guys. So, right. I mean, I can kind of make an excuse <laughs> for that. But then the other side of me is like, wait a minute. You should be my number one fans. Yeah. They are my number one fans. They just don't care to read my stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and then if other people don't want to support you, that's their crap. That's Let right. Let them deal with their own crap and their own issues. Yeah. A lot of time it's because they have a dream that they're not fulfilling and they sure don't want to see exactly you doing yours. Right. Yeah. So let them have their issues. But it, what people think of you is none of your business. It's what God thinks about you that's the most important and just move on. Yeah, that's so true. I can't tell you how many times that I, on this journey that I've been on, I've been trying to do this now for 10 years, just step by step. Mm-hmm. And it's been slow. Mm-hmm. It's a slow 10 years. It is so slow. <laughs> but, and there's been that pushback and there's been those people in my life that I thought were there for me. And then all of a sudden I realized that they were never really there for me. Right. And it was fake and it was right. a very shallow friendship or a shallow mm-hmm. this and that. And it, it hurts. Yes. Well, I think the other thing, here's another thing that I've really learned. You're going to have a lot of, especially when you start being creative and put yourself out there, you're going to get a lot of people around you that are also creative and, yeah. and you're going to have moments where you have these great, you know, let's work together and let's do all that. And then life's, life changes, people's circumstances changes. Right. I mean, I've got a couple of people that um, wanted to work with me and they were really all about it. And then my life got crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're mad, be upset and their feelings are hurt. And it's like, honestly, this is not a personal thing. It's just my... I have now I have a contract I have to fulfill and I have right. these things. And so I think that's the other thing. We take everything so personal. Yeah. We make everything about us. And really probably most of it's not about us. Right. And so I think we have to allow some grace. I think you have to allow as a creative, I think you have to allow and make freedom for people to enter your life and leave your life. That's right. Because a lot of the people that do come around you when you start being successful, they will they are leeches. Yep. They want to suck all your knowledge a out, ride. all of your resources out. Yeah. They want you to do everything for them and then they're going to be gone. Yeah. So number one, expect that. But number two, the thing I've learned about that is it's up to us to have the boundaries. Yep. That's on us. Mm-hmm. If we give, 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 and then they leave, that's sort of our fault. Oh yeah. And I have been burned and burned and burned and burned again from giving all my time and all my resources and believing this person's going to do this and this person's, you just, yeah. again, you have to do it for the right reasons. Yep. Put boundaries in place. That's right. Like, for example, the thing I learned, and I tell this to all creatives now that I work with or that I talk to, get contracts. Yeah. Get it in writing. Yeah. I have, I probably lost $25,000 from people that they're promised they're going to, and I do all this work for them and then they don't pay me, you know, that they promised or whatever. And you, I mean, it's not mean. Right. To get contracts. It's business. Yeah. Right. And, And if your hobby and your creative dream is becoming a business, you need to treat it as such. That's otherwise, right. otherwise, it just becomes a drain. Yeah. And you hate everybody, yeah. right? You don't want to work with anybody because you don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the main things I think that God had to show me through all this is I have given myself away. Yeah. Really almost out of desperation to make connections and, and get to know people and hope that, oh, let's work together and we can use our... And then half the time you're going to get burned. Yeah. Um, don't give yourself away. Right. You know... Pray about each situation. Don't jump at everything. That's right. Make people prove that they're willing to do the work um, and protect yourself and put boundaries in place. I don't think you can be a creative or an entrepreneur if you are not willing to have boundaries and stick to them and not be afraid of saying no. That's right. 
one thing God's shown me too is that, you know, Jesus had the 12 and he had the three, you know? So yes. like anytime in those intimate situations, mm-hmm. Jesus just said, Peter, James, John, come here. Right. And it's not because he didn't love the others. Right. It's that you have the inner mm-hmm. and you have the, and it kind of gradually gets bigger. Right. Um, but and one of his closest still betrayed him. Exactly. So we can't, again, we can't think that, that we're not going to experience that. Right. We just are. Right. Right. People change. They take different paths. They do stupid crap. I mean, you know, we all do it. And we'll uh, let others down. Yes, we will. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I think just, I mean, I, I think that is the number one thing. And if I'm, again, if I'm like the Israelites walking around that, that freaking desert, <laughs> I mean, my example is that, sorry, I said freaking. My example, <laughs> I love Jesus, but I do cuss sometimes. Um, my, that is my example that I have continually allowed myself to enter into business relationships without protecting myself first. And yeah. then I get hurt and then I get offended. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute, you allowed that to happen. Right. Right. And then now you're allowing it to destroy your faith and your, and your abilities. So yeah. you don't get to do that. Yeah. Right. That's not how this game's played. No, no. I think creatives, it's really interesting to me. You start when you have a hobby that you love, right? Yeah. And then as soon as you start trying to put it out there, it's a business. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared to do business then don't put yourself out there yet. Right. Because it happens fast. Yeah. Really fast that you Suddenly. have to start putting the boundaries in place, saying no. Um, you can only take on so many projects. Because okay, here's the other one that you get as a creative. I'm sure you've read this or had this happen to you. You get emails or phone calls or whatever. Right. As soon as you start doing something, somebody's like, hey, let's write something together. Right? right. I can't pay you anything, but we'll make money when the book comes out. Well, do you know how many books actually come out? Not very many. Right. And do you know how much money? You know what I'm saying? Right. So don't just put, spread yourself so thin and help everybody else accomplish their goal. Yeah. And then your own vision for your own life and your own stories or your own business or your own yeah. whatever goes by the wayside. And then oh, now yeah. you've helped all these other people and you're left. Yeah. So if you go into it thinking, this is what I'm going to do. This is my business. I think you'll make much smarter decisions and learn from the mistakes that I that I made. Yeah. I really treated it as a hobby. Yeah. Um, sure, I want to help everyone, which I do want to help everyone. Yes. But you can't help everyone. No. Especially people that don't really, you know, aren't going to honor yeah. the time and the that you give them and the yeah. resources. and Right. I got off on a tangent. Sorry. No, I, I have a hard time actually doing that too because... I'm like you, I have a big heart. I want to help people, mm-hmm. encourage people. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I have put that time and yes. energy, but then I suppressed my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And God's like, there's got to be a balance mm-hmm. here. I mean, it's good to help people. You need to do right. that. We're called to do right. that. But we can't be suppressing our stuff. Right. And again, just like God does with us, I think if we do decide we want to help people and work with people, and which I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not saying that at all. But you're, you're going to get a gut feeling very early on. Are they putting in the time? Right. Is this an equitable thing here? And if it's not, end it. Yeah. And, and because it'll drain you. Yeah. It'll drain you. And yeah. then you're going to be stuck, you know, going, you know, uh, it's just... I've gone around that so many times. And yeah. I think if, if when I have the worst of my moments, it's after something like that has happened. Right. I'm with you on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, what would you say to those that feel like they want to write, but they don't have um, a publisher or anything like that? Like, what would you say to them? <laughs> you write anyway. That's Most right. people don't have publishers. Um, I can tell you from, you know, I just had, I did three books that I self-published. And then I did recently have a book come out. 
um, through a major publishing company. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't guarantee me I'll have another one. Um, and there are pros and cons to both. Yeah. You know, and, and really nowadays, I mean, I co-wrote um, Losing Brave with someone who's an actress. Yeah. That's really what got us the contract. It wasn't me. Right. Um, they really want people with contract, I mean, with I mean, with platforms. Yeah. And so I feel like you almost have to start off doing it yourself so you can build your platform. Exactly. As you're doing with podcasts and writing your books and all that. And they want that. They want you to have a, a platform already in place or they won't even look at you. Yeah. And as you'll notice nowadays, when you look at bestseller lists, most of the time they are someone who's very well known. Yeah. Because they can immediately get thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of orders. Right. So if your goal is to get published with a major publisher or, you know, work with a major movie studio or, you know, what, or, you know, music studio or what have you, they're not going to look at you. They're not even going to look at you unless you, they feel like you are a good business investment. Yeah. We're going to get a return on the money that we put into this. And if you're not, then don't be upset about that. Right. Use that as a positive to get your stuff out there, start getting it in people's hands, and yeah. start creating an audience. Because let me tell you, writing the books is the easy part. Yeah. Selling them. Yes. I agree with that. 100%. Is the hardest part. Yeah. And prepare yourself as you're putting it out there. I'm working on this project. I'm working on this project. You're going to get hundreds of friends to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And then the book comes out and they're not going to buy it. Yeah. Yep. So... <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just a weird, it is it's so weird, but I think nowadays in everything, whether it's publishing or music, independent and self publishing or music or whatever yeah. is becoming so popular because people aren't willing to wait anymore. And that's good. Yeah. Right. We can put content out there on our own. That's yep. just as good. Yep. We can make money off of it a heck of a lot more than we can make if we go traditional. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and and make it happen. Yeah. Totally. Find your audience. Yep. Again, what does what difference does it make? I mean, yeah. to be able to say, I got a contract. Well, you know, that has its own conditions. Yeah. And, you know, before I even became a speaker or an author or even doing some acting roles, mm-hmm. like, I called myself a speaker, mm-hmm. an author, an Absolutely. actress. And I just faithed it till I made it, you know, because... I didn't know how many books I would write or if I would even come out with a book, but I was like, I'm an author. I'm an author. And I just spoke it over yes. myself. And then. Well, Jesus I did it. called Peter the Rock before he was the Rock. That's right. Right before he actually acted like one. Yeah. I mean, he calls us as we are, as he sees us in the future, not necessarily where we are right now. Right. And I think if you, if you sing, you're a singer. Yeah. If you write, you're a writer. Yes. You're an author, whatever. I mean, yeah, put it out there. Call yourself what you are and what you plan to be. And right. who is the judge of that anyway? Yeah. I so mean, true. I, I mean, it just, it, yeah, you're, put yourself out there as, as who you see yourself to be. And I think the rest of it comes. And now, again, that might be selling 200 copies or that might be 200,000 or 2 million. I don't know. Yeah. But you have to be okay with all of it. Yeah. A couple years ago, I went to an audition um, for a TV show in California, and I went in there, I walked into this major studio, and I see all these people around me, and here I am, Fluffy Carrie from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, with a, you know, angel cherub face, yes. <laughs> a baby face. Angelic little face. And that's what everyone always says. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I go in there, I'm looking around, there's these girls that, you know, are 70 pounds less than I am, and they look great and you know all this stuff and I'm like Lord help me not look at their race right 
I'm me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fluffy. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, gives me heat in the winter and shade in the summer. That's exactly what I say. Right. There's a purpose for <laughs> right. it. Right. But, you know, in Hollywood now is welcoming more different body shapes mm-hmm. and stuff like that, too. So what I would say to you, too, if you're listening, is be encouraged. Be proud of who you are. Right. And use your giftings and whatever... You know, wherever it lands, it lands, you know, but don't give up. Well, and I think, you know, in in just complete transparency, you know, my goal was like everybody else. I wanted to be traditionally published, right? right? That was my dream. Yeah. And I finally got traditionally published. And I honestly, this last year since it came out in January, has been one of the lowest times of my life. Yeah. Not because of anything the publisher did or anything like that, but because you feel so small suddenly, right? And there are all these things you have to do to get the book out there. And now you have Instagram and get yourself out there on Instagram. I'm like, I sit at home in pajamas all day writing. What about (laughs) that is interesting. Right. I'm not a model. Right. I don't travel the world. So I can't put up pictures of me looking all glamorous in Italy. Right. right? I mean, literally, I'm sitting in my bedroom staring at a wall all day. Yeah. Um, There's nothing glamorous about that. And they want you to sell yourself and put your book out. I mean, and I understand they've invested in you. Right. But. To me, it has almost made me feel worse because I, I'm not those people. I, I don't have a glamorous life. I'm not beautiful. I'm oh, not. Oh, my gosh. They're yes, like, you are. put pictures of your life out there. Okay, what? You want me to put a picture of me at Target? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, I don't do anything. Dollar spot. What yeah, I'm at Dollar Tree today. <laughs> Look at this fancy picture I took of cheap <laughs> decorations. I mean, what am I going to, what do I put on there? Right. And I don't know how many hours I've spent. Trying to figure out how do I make myself look interesting so they'll buy my book. You are interesting, though. You're so funny. Oh, my God. I'm so not interesting. You are. It just, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just requires you to enter that rat race. Yeah. And that competition. Yeah. And that I'm not good enough. I am not good enough for this. I don't have the personality for it. I don't have the interesting life. I don't have, you know... None of that's obviously true. Right. I mean, because she's I'm just, awesome, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. But you know what I'm saying? It's just the pressure. Oh, yeah. And just not feeling enough. Yeah. And then here I wrote it, co wrote it with someone who's an actress. Yeah. Young. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and so every article that came out was about her. And yes. I was lucky if my name got mentioned and spelled correctly. And, you know, all of those things. Right. And it was her book, her book, her, her book. And, and, and so. Again, not that I didn't expect that. I kind of knew that sure. was part of the deal. But still, when you're in the middle of it, you're like, what am I, chopped liver over here? Like, yeah. I, you know, I did my part. Right, you know? right. Um, and so I think, again, I think you have to really look at what is your goal? Because yeah. sometimes what we think is going to be the ultimate, right? Yeah. We get there and it's nothing that we thought it was going to be. Right. Right? And so I, I, I literally almost gave up writing because it's just been such a heavy year for me. Yeah. Um, again, nothing that the publisher did or anything. It's really been my own personal sort of unhealthy way of processing this whole thing, right? right. Of not feeling good enough, right? Um, not feeling interesting enough. Right. Not, I'm not creative enough to figure, I can write the book, but I can't figure out how to sell the book. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, All yeah, that yeah. Stuff. I'm not really great on social media like right and you're supposed to be like really provocative so that people will and it's like but if I if I'm really provocative then I've ticked off half the people that could ever want to you know what I mean so it's just that game right so just know when you again turn a hobby yeah into a business that's right all of that comes into play yeah how are you going to get out there 
are you going to be the girl who gets on YouTube every day and makes controversial videos? Right. And therefore you get an audience, but you are going to alienate people and possibly hurt people. Right. Um, you know, I mean, everybody's like, Stephanie, you need to do videos and then stuff like that. And it's like, well, again, I don't know what the heck I would do other than sit in, you know, my room. But I do have the personality for it, but I could also turn off people. So those are the decisions that you have to make. Sure. How do I do this? How sure. do I? And... Luckily, I had Bailey, who co-wrote the book with me, and she yeah. kind of she's used to that life, so she kind of helped throughout that. Right. Um, but for me, it's been a very, I feel lost. Yeah. Who am I? Right. What do I have to offer here? Right. Because I'm not fitting the mold that they they expected and they want. Yeah. And um, and the, all of that goes with it once it's a business. Yeah. And so. There are, I just, I mean, I know I went on a tangent, but I think no, I would say great. all that to say, look, if you love writing and you love painting or you love yeah. dancing or whatever, really think hard about, do I want this to be something that I can enjoy and just do when I want to do it? Right. Or is this something I'm trying to turn into, I want this to be a moneymaker? Yeah. Because they're two completely different worlds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As soon as you are doing it for money, you have deadlines, you have expectations. Right. You have contracts, you have other people getting in your business and saying, well, yeah. yeah, we love this, but we want to completely change to into this and this, right? Right. So other people have input, yeah. right? Other people choose your covers or yeah. your songs or your, you know, whatever it is you're doing. Completely different experiences. True. Completely different. So true. And so go into it with those expectations and the realization that that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And if you don't want anything changed, you either need to do it independently so you can do it how you want it. Yeah. Right. Or just continue to do it as a hobby. Yeah, so true. You know. And before we close, like I, I want to say this too. I told one of my friends she was writing a book, and I said, if you are doing this mm-hmm. for the approval of others, mm-hmm. then don't walk do away. It. Walk away because if you're trying to get everyone's approval, you are going to make yourself exhausted, yep. and you're never going to come out on top. No, because you're not going to be able to please everybody. No, you can't. Well, especially in today's society, where there are just people that want to complain and gripe about everything they do and be negative oh yeah um yeah you're right I mean don't if you can't yeah you're exactly right yeah so Stephanie I want people to be able to find you find your books and (laughs) everything so um what would you could you give us your website or anything that you have yeah my website is just my name it's stephaniemiller.com my name's spelled a little weird s-t-e-f-n-e stephaniemiller.com I'm in a weird situation right now because my book's my self-published books I did with a company that's no longer right um, in business because they were filthy. Um, and so I'm getting ready to re-release my first three, so they're not available. But Losing Brave is available in bookstores everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they can just go there or find me. I'm on all social media, even though I don't do it well. I've already discussed. I'm on all the <laughs> social media just under my name, Stephanie Miller. Yeah, hunt me down. Yeah, she did some videos on Instagram that I absolutely adored. <laughs> like, seriously, you're so cute. I mean, Stephanie and I, Stephanie and I have been here in this coffee shop now for a couple hours mm-hmm. at least, and mm-hmm. we've been laughing, mm-hmm. and just she's adorable. I just oh, love thank you. you. You are too. Thank you. You little angelic face. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Stephanie, for being on today. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys have a blessed day. And again, check Stephanie out at her website, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Go out and get her book, Losing Brave. It's amazing, and love you guys.